afternoon with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway. Podcast number 22. It's an all-star Saturday where I connect with people I've got to know over the years in radio. I do have a couple questions of the day. Sports-wise, is 9-7 and seven good enough for the Lions this year? Will MLB have a season this season? Also, the top story in the United States on this last weekend in May 2020, it's the video murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis and the protests and the riots. I've asked all of our guests today to tell me what they're thinking about it. Uh, Just so you know, so there's going to be a lot of shifting gears today, going to be a lot of fun talking about what so many of us love, and that is sports, and then, of course, what is also top of mind in our country. So let's get this All-Star Saturday underway We are going to go to Pinckney, Detroit, Livonia. But first, we will head to River Rouge and bring in Matt, who's on the podcast, first off. Hello, Matt. Hey, good afternoon, Dennis. Hey, good afternoon. How you been? Everything's good, man. Been up with the kids since early this morning, making breakfast, hanging out. Can't complain, man. Yeah, and I almost feel like, uh, you know, I, I know your son, right? Like, this is something uh, over the years that uh, I follow you online, and I know that uh, it's been a blessing for you to, to have a child. Oh, yeah. I, two, two, of my, two of my boys, man. That's, that's everything. Four years old, three years old. That's, that's my whole world right there, man. Oh, man, two of them. All right. You know what? You know, when I, I, I saw River Rouge, I don't know if I've ever asked this, uh, and you might be a little bit too young, but – and and, he, and I'm almost a little bit too young for it, but the name Lofton Green, 40 years in River Rouge, he won 12 state championships. Uh, that's got to be a name that uh, you, you've heard once or twice over the years. I'm born and raised in River Rouge. That is a <laughs> basketball powerhouse. I, uh, I I played basketball myself. I played in college at Schoolcraft. I, uh, I, I'm born and raised in that gym. And all over that gym, it says Lofton C. Green Gym. And I mean uh, – I coach basketball right now varsity at Melvindale High School, and this year we played our first playoff game in districts versus River Rouge, who happened to be the number one team in the state. So, yeah, I'm I'm well acquainted with that name and that that basketball program over there, man. It's legendary stuff. Wow, what was that like going up against River Rouge, man? That must have been kind of a dream come true, or a little bit of pressure. What was that like? Um, this was my first year coaching and my team, um, we, we finished like, uh, towards the bottom of our conference, you know, we're, we're just starting to build our program at Melvindale, um, Rouge is built, you know? So, I mean, it was a, it was a good measuring stick game for us and it was a good game for our guys and the, and the good guys coming back in our program to, to see that and see that level of play and see what it takes and see what we're trying to build to. And honestly, they're down river as well. So I feel like if we can build the program, that can compete with a team like River Rouge, then, I, you know, nobody else will want to play us down River, you know. So that, that's the measuring stick, and that's the goal. That's what we're trying to build to. So it was nice to actually be able to measure up against them. I like that. Little known fact, uh, I don't know, Schoolcraft the Ocelots, is that what they are, the nickname? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and Schoolcraft coming up this year, Coach McKendry over there, he's got a really nice recruiting class coming in. You, you, you should be hearing a lot about them in this next coming season, man. Well, little known fact, I had one of those Ocelot jerseys on for a half season, you know, back in the day. And, you know, traveled around uh, uh, to a, a few different spots. As uh, You know, the, in the second semester, they lost a few players. And then, you know, here came the walk-on, Dennis Fithian. So uh, I did have that jersey on for a little bit. So we have that in common. How about that? There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. yeah, I was going to say, Matt, I know that, that you love basketball even before oh, – wow. Even before you were a head coach, uh, I recall, you know, whether it was me just uh, talking a little trash on the radio and then you would join in and you'd say, hey, you know, I'm up for the challenge, man. Let's get it together. And then uh, I said, oh, okay," you know, and you hear that a lot. But then you followed it up, you know, online. You're like, let's go, man. I'm ready. Uh, Name the place. Uh, (laughs) Let's roll the ball out there. Let's get it going. And I know people that love the game and love to play. Now, they're up for a challenge and, you know, they might talk a little trash, but at the end, they're ready to get out there and, and, and see what you got. So uh, I connected with you on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, I love the game of basketball and just stuff like that. It brings people together, you know, especially in times like these, that's what we need, stuff, stuff that brings people together. Yeah, it's tough for me. I, I love getting some shots up at the, the gym that I would go to. And uh, even at work there, we had an isolated gym at you know 2 in the morning. I was going out there and, and uh, you know, shooting at 2.30 in the morning, had the place all to myself, but – 
Uh, now it's just uh, in the driveway on kind of a shaky, uh, a shaky rim. But the worst part, Matt, is that when I miss a shot, it can end up, you know, careening away, I don't know, 100 yards, go bouncing down the road. I have to go chasing it. That's that's one part. That's a little bit of a disadvantage. <laughs> but I do get some shots up. What about you? Nope. Haven't shot since the quarantine thing took place. You know, it's been since the very first day. I haven't got a shot up. I don't have a driveway. Uh, my boys are still too little, so I don't have one of those. Uh, back to my River Rouge days growing up, man, with nothing. I, I, I've been shooting at the I, – I, I marked a spot on the garage about 10 feet up, and I just shoot at a little dot, man, you know, just to, just because just I love the game and just to keep the form sharp. But other than that, I've just been getting handle work in, just been doing some stuff. I've been doing some virtual online stuff with the players of my team. And uh, just one thing, I'm an assistant coach over there. I'm, I'm the head assistant coach, the lead assistant. I mean, I'm, I'm just an assistant at Melbourne Day. I'm not the head coach. Well, hey, you know what? Getting those, uh, getting those kids, that's going to be the most important thing, you know, getting their mind right and trying to get them through this. Everybody's working from the, I guess, a, you know, same, whether you call it a disadvantage or the, you know, they've everybody's in the same boat here. So from yes, that sir. standpoint, you know, uh, you know, you can still get that work in individually. Uh, I know you know that, even though you can't get out there and, even in, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen anybody playing pickup or anything else. I, don't, I guess you, I don't even know if you can. I guess you can get to gatherings of 10. So maybe you can go out there and get some pickup in. Yeah, I've drove past a couple of parts and seen some kids playing. But I mean, like you said, there's supposed to be social distancing involved. If anytime that there's been kids that I've worked out, you know, it's just been one on one drills. You know, everybody's kept their distance. It, I, I, as much as we want to hoop, I mean, that's not what, you know, we're just following directions and they, they haven't given us the green light to do so yet. So. You know, I'm not, I haven't been any hooping yet, but you know, some some kids they they get on their rims and do the little skill work, one on one work. But I haven't advised anybody to get out there and hoop yet because they they haven't told us we could do that. Right on, we're waiting for that green light, and uh, you know, maybe sometime here in June, the calendar is getting ready to flip, so we're hoping for good things here in June 2020. And you know, let's just hit on some of the things here. You know, sports. It's been since. Uh, where are we at March 11th, you know, that we're talking about since we've really had something to sink our teeth into. So it's a lot of, a lot of it's been about well, when are they going to get back, what it's going to look like, uh, the guessing game and all of those kind of things here. But one thing that is uh, kind of held form is the, is the NFL. And we know that they're planning on getting back uh, if possible with their regular schedule here. So it does give us a chance uh, and everything is, is, uh, approached with, you know, yes, if they can get it going. But, you know, the, with the, the the Lions here, I'm asking everybody today, if they think 9-7 and seven is going to be good enough for the Lions this year, how would you respond to that? Man, you know what? I, I like, as a coach myself, you know, like I don't want to sit here and say, like, you know, like that's acceptable or, like, I don't want to sound like a losing mentality or anything. But, like, also another side of that is, like, I'm about growth you know, in progression. And like, I do like, I believe the lions are on the come up and I do believe in Patricia and like, I like what I'm seeing, you know, it's, a, it's all part of a process. And like, as far as nine and seven, if we pull out nine and seven this year in our division, our division is very tough. The NFC North is very tough. The Vikings, bears, Packers, all very good teams. Um, people don't mention the lions usually when they speak about the NFC North, but we're also good. And I just think with our division and looking at some of our, uh, our, our our games that are not division games, like the Bucks, you know, Saints, Cardinals, Falcons, Colts, all these Titans, playoff teams, man. You know, we got we, we drew some tough divisions outside of our own. So I mean, nine and seven. I wanted to push ten and six and answer you no, but I'm I'd be happy at nine and seven, man. Even if it's not the playoffs, because I I feel like that would be gross. I feel like that would be the, us getting better, us the, the coaching staff showing signs of being able to get it done, man. And I, I'll be okay with nine and seven. We have an extremely tough schedule. You know, I think it's one of those things where how's that nine, how are you going to arrive at the nine and seven? If you're sitting there and they get down to the last three games of the year and they have nine wins, like let's say they, they beat the Packers and they have nine wins and they have three games to go. And you're talking about in, in that scenario, you could easily see them being in line, maybe to win the NFC North uh, certainly, uh, you know, the possibility of making the playoffs here. But then if they went to Tennessee and lost that game, if they lost to Tom Brady in the box, and then they, they lost their, their season finale to the box to then, you know, close out the season and, and, and back into a 9-7, and seven, 
and, and, and extremely and, disappointing. Well, right, that would be extremely disappointing. It'd be hard to be sitting here and say, "Well, nine and seven was good enough." You said it before the season. It's it's how you arrive at that nine and seven. No, that's that's a very good point that you just made because, like you said, in that case there, that would be type of a SOL type of deal there, you know, <laughs> yes. and that would be we would be very frustrated as a fan base. But you know, if we can find a way to stretch, scratch, and claw and beat some of these teams, you know. I mean, I just like I said, I, I have I, I firmly believe in our division, and uh, I mean, some of these other teams, like I said, outside of our division, are, are pretty good and on the come up as well, or playoff teams last year. But there's always that team, you know, in the NFL who didn't make the playoffs the year before, and they they, they do the next year. And I I, I think the Lions are going to be good. You know, I, I was on the Tua train, but hey, I'll, I'll take a Cuda. I just wish we would have been been able to keep Slay and you know pair them up, but. I, I do like everything the Lions are doing, and I do believe in Patricia, man. So I, I think they're going to be okay. And I think they're going to be a tough – every game I think is going to be tough. You know, I don't think the Lions are just an easy W anymore. They better not be. I was a two-a-truther, too, until the, the pandemic, and they couldn't get their hands on him. They couldn't see him run a 40. He didn't do the workout. And then uh, I conceded that uh, you, you can't make that selection when you're the, yeah. uh, when you're the Lions. You know, I, I felt that way, even though I do think uh, with two of man, I sure, I sure do like – what he uh, what he brings to the table. Well, what about Matt? What about what about baseball? We're sitting here two and a half months since we've seen anything live that we we really care about. We know the 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 Tigers situation here, but just all of baseball we we hear about. We we know that they would have this great opportunity if they would come back on July fourth. I mean, what could be better? Uh, America's you know old game. We know the NFL's. Right our game, but America's pastime coming back on independence day. And they would have the, the whole sports scene to themselves for a month. And yet they don't seem to be able to get out of each other's way here with these uh, contract negotiations. Uh, do you feel like there is going to be a baseball season in 2020? I don't, I don't. And I'm, I'm a baseball fan. I love baseball. That was my first love. And like, I still watch the game. Um, but I know, I know it's not the most watched thing, and a lot of people don't tune into it, you know, regular season baseball. But it doesn't, you know, I watch it still, so I, I miss it right now. And I know a lot of people are, but I also, like you said, they would have a month to themselves. But I also think, like, with some of these other sports that would be over with usually in the summertime, you know, the NBA is coming back and the NHL is coming back. And the way that these other sports are going to be doing it, I, I, you know, I don't usually watch that much hockey, but I'm going to be watching what they're doing because I like what I like what they did, the, the setup that they're coming back with, and the NBA. What, whenever they drop, it's going to be musty TV, like with, with the style that they're going to do it. So like the the MLB already not being that much watched, I feel like now they're going to have to compete with these other sports. I, I don't think it's going to happen, man. On top of the, some of the ridiculous demands that I think these owners are making, you know, I just I don't think that it's in their interest. You know, like. People already weren't tuning in, and now you're going to have a hockey game on, a, a playoff basketball game on, and this regular season baseball game on. Like, and and the players are going to have to take pay cuts. Like, I, I really don't think it's going to happen this year. All right, I'm going to put you down for a strong no there. You know, our our, our final question, you know, has to do with uh, what is going on in the country here, and that is uh, the death of of George Floyd in in Minneapolis, and. We've had this uh, all week. We've had riots as uh, as recently as last night. I mean, this is uh, this is the top story in the country. Uh, I just wanted to ask everybody what they're thinking about it. Uh, first off, like rest in peace to George Floyd. Uh, that was a terrible thing. You know, I no condone like no, I don't condone that whatsoever. I hope I hope them police officers get you know what they deserve, man. As far as like jail time and stuff, but as far as the rioting and stuff, like I, I I'm not one to tell anybody how they should feel or react to, you know, things that go on in the, you know, their communities. You know, I, I feel like black lives matter. I, I'm, I support that movement. And, you know, I just, I, I, I'm, I stand with doing the right thing and justice, man. And I feel like there's angry people out there that are finding ways to get it out. And I don't agree with all the looting and stuff, man, but you know what, like I said, it's not my place to tell people how they should feel. So, I just rest in peace, George Floyd, and I, I hope that our country can come together and stop being so divided, man. It starts it starts with everybody being as one. I, I believe that. Well said, man. And you know what? Lot, riots and, and looting aren't the answer, but there's a point, you know, to them where people just get to the the point of exasperation. And I mean, you have to you have to look what they're really thinking. So, and that was really well said. And, and Matt, this 15 minutes blew by, man. Uh, I, I know that. 
if if you ever wanted to do radio, get in the media, man. Uh, I, I know way back in the day that was something that you were thinking about. Uh, I think you could do it. So I appreciate it. Dennis, man, I appreciate you, man. I look forward to uh, listening to some more of your podcast, man. You're always dropping good stuff, and I look forward to maybe linking up with you some more in the future, man. I really appreciate you. I, I hope so, and I appreciate you too. Thanks for ask, answering all the questions, and, and all the best to you, and, and have a great spring. We'll talk again here uh, quickly. Appreciate it. Yes, yes, sir. Take care of yourself. You too. That is uh, Matt in River Rouge joining us here first up. Great job. I expected him to do a great job, and he did do a great job. Let's uh, – Go from River Rouge up to Pinckney and talk with a guy who goes by the name of Wolverine Steve. Dennis. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Uh, nice to talk with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. How are you? Yeah, great. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Well, so, let's, let's hey, go ahead. You go ahead. You you got something well, right off the bat. Go ahead. I, I do. I do because I know I know you're going to shoot a couple questions at me, but I have one for you. I just want to ask you real quick. All right. So all the years that you've been doing radio in the area in Ann Arbor and Detroit, is there anybody that you come across or interviewed where you were totally starstruck, like a coach or a player? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's there's been a lot. You know, when I first started. I would look at all the other people in the media and it seemed like some of them, they didn't appreciate whether they were going to a game or the stars that they were interviewing. They just seemed like they didn't have that fandom that, that I said, you know what, where is it? These guys aren't connecting. These guys aren't really talking to the people. So my idea was when I first got into it, that there were going to be a, a couple athletes that I was just going to stay big stars of, and I was just going to uh, just get out of their way. And for the Lions, it was Barry Sanders. I went to a lot of Lion oh. things, but I didn't want to talk to Barry Sanders. I was just always going to stay away from Barry Sanders. Joe Dumars with the Pistons was the other one. Alan Trammell and Steve Eiserman. I just stayed away from all those guys. And for Michigan, there was a lot, Bo being the biggest one. And you know what? I wasn't able to steer clear really of any of those guys because the, the job entailed that I had to get down there and ultimately uh, ultimately talk with them. But uh, except Barry, you know, I never, I never got close to Barry. I, I didn't have to, but I ultimately ended up having to, to interview Joe and, you know, and so, you know, refraining from like putting my arm around him and telling him how much I loved him or, or doing the same <laughs> thing with Eisenman. I didn't do any of that. So, but I tried to keep that, you know, that, the kind of the, the burning intensity of being a fan there. I thought that's how I was going to do it. That's how I approached it at the beginning. Well, that's pretty cool. But just so you know, you're, you're like my Joe Dumars or Steve Eiserman then. Wow. Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I love hearing that. So how do you get a name? Like, how do you get a name like Wolverine Steve? I mean, I can so, guess, but go ahead and tell me. So it wasn't my, it wasn't my birth name. <laughs> I have an actual, I have an actual name, uh, Steve Truesdale. Uh, you know, I don't put that out there just so I can say whatever I want without having to give my name. But, um, you know what, it's it back like in the early 90s with the Wolverine magazine uh, when it first came out with their website and, and the, you know, the Ford or whatever, the, the message board, you had to pick a name. And I don't even remember the first couple I tried were taken. And so I just went with a simpleton Wolverine Steve. And then um, when, uh, you know, when Twitter came along, I just I just rolled with it. And then, um, I don't know, now it's funny that my, my son's buddies call me Wolverine Steve and it's just kind of stuck. Girlfriend calls me that sometimes. <laughs> Pretty weird. Well, a mutual <laughs> a mutual friend of ours uh, got us together a couple a couple of years ago, uh, KB, and he said, "You got to talk to my friend Wolverine Steve." And I was like, "Okay, you know, I'll, I'll talk to him. That that sounds good to me." So that was my first uh, introduction to you. Well, with a name like Wolverine Steve, I thought with a lot of our different questions, we got a lot of different things. Uh, I haven't done this yet, and it comes with a, a few different caveats. But I have the 2020 schedule in front of me. And I thought we would just go game by game to see what a guy like Wolverine Steve is thinking and what I'm thinking here in the last days uh, of May. Are you for that? I am for it. I, I'm going to let you know right out of the shoot. I'm going to preface this. I've been known and in, in some people out there will call me a slappy. So I just want you to know that I, 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 I look at things through the positive lens. So let's go through the schedule. I have a feeling it's going to turn out pretty good from my perspective. <laughs> well, the name like Wolverine Steve, I expect nothing less. All right. Well, the one thing we don't know if there's going to be a season, we don't know if Michigan's going to go all the way to Washington and play them, but we'll just take it as it is right now. 
will uh, yeah. theoretically say they are going to go to Washington, play that game with no fans. And so uh, with that, September 5th, Michigan at Washington, Steve. I'll tell you what I think of it, and then we'll go uh, – I'll let you take the first crack. Uh, we'll go alternate here. But uh, I think I've seen Michigan travel to the West Coast. Even though you want to stay with, with uh, hey, this is Harbaugh's team – What's he going to do against this new coach with a new quarterback? You know, that's what it's going to take about this team going out of the road. Not the history of Michigan football, not the history of what the Wolverines do on the West Coast, but it does factor in. Now, hypothetically, no fans. That could be a thing that could even things up here, but I just don't like the the road aspect of traveling all that way for Michigan. And I'm going to put an L on there uh, with a with a uh, four-fifths of an offensive line being their first game. It's nice that they're not going to have to deal with noise there, but I'm going to put an L next to that one, Steve. You know what? I, and I'm not trying to trying to copy it. And I, I generally go with the positive, but I actually had this conversation with some friends a while ago. And I agree with you. Unfortunately, even when you look at the teams on paper, I think Michigan you know, probably has more talent than Washington. But I've just been a Michigan fan too long where a West Coast trip, it, it never ends well. And I agree, though, if there's no fans, that, that, could, that could be the, the, the evener. Well, it's, it's such a noisy stadium that you, you don't have to deal with that. So it's going to be so odd, you know, looking at uh, the, you know, Mount Rainier and all these things being out of that and then, you know, not having any fans. We all know that. We've talked about, all right, September 12th, Ball State. They probably will play this one. Uh, will the Wolverines get their first W? Yeah, we'll go with a W on that one. I'm with you on that. Arkansas State out of Jonesboro in the <laughs> northeastern corner of uh, Arkansas. Uh, I'm familiar. My uh, my uh, sister-in-law, my sister, uh, went to Arkansas State. But I don't think they're going to get the, uh, the upset win here. I think Michigan will win that game. Well, you're going to have some big bragging rights on that one, I think. Yeah. So. I, uh, I think Michigan should should eat that one out. All right. You and I see it, Dave, the uh, same way. Wisconsin coming in last year. Michigan got drubbed. That game was over by halftime. I That was one of the worst games that I've ever watched. What a what a disappointing game. But this time, being at home, Michigan gets their revenge. No Jonathan Taylor here. The Wolverines open the Big Ten slate against the Badgers on the 26th. I'm going with a, a victory. Yep, I see a victory too. And one thing that's very interesting when you look at Michigan over the last few years is the, the, the Penn State and Wisconsin dynamic. It's, it's just when it's at Michigan Stadium, Michigan has dominated both those teams, and um, it's just different at home. So I think they get a win there too. It sure is, although no screaming fans and everything. Maybe uh, we'll have to go in there and, and turn on the cold water at the <laughs> hotel or sit out in the parking lot and honk our horns or something to try to get some kind of – home field advantage, which gets us to the, the Penn State game, and I'll let you lead off there, October 3rd. So uh, Penn State, just like I mentioned with Wisconsin, I see a big one. Actually, I, uh, I watched your, um, your fifth chapter the other night and put in my prediction on that one, so I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Michigan 42, Penn State 21. That's just what they do in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I feel like that's a big swing game. I don't feel great about it. I'm going to put a W there. A lot of it being at home, no fans, everything else, but a big swing game. Going up, Mel Tucker in East Lansing, uh, Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh taking on the Spartans for the first time in this rivalry with uh, with Coach Tucker on the other side. Uh, who's leading off here? Me. I'm going to go with a, a, a victory for Michigan. Uh, that one, I will as well. I think at the end of that one, Harbaugh will be the one smoking the cigar. I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, to Minnesota. They will uh, row the boat up there. I mean, any other, I mean, we always say that when it comes to PJ Fleck. He's put <laughs> together a pretty good program here. This is one. Uh, this is my, uh, no, this is you're taking the first crack at it. Go ahead. Well, th- this is, a, this is a, a red letter game that you worry about as a Michigan fan because Again, to get over that hurdle, it's it's the big road games that Michigan's really struggled in. This one makes me nervous, but also just looking at the history and what Michigan's done, you know, in that series. I know PJ Fleck's a great coach, I, I but I think Michigan finds a way to win that one. All right, I'm going to put a loss next to that one, but I do think they're going to beat Purdue coming back uh, on October 24th. How do you see that one? Yes. Purdue will be a win. Yep, and then uh, the following week against uh, Maryland, and then uh, we've got some some ones that look like uh, we're going to be in agreement on. How about Maryland? 
that the wind. And they just get a big time transfer. I forget who that was. They did, but oh, they got Tua's brother. Maybe we'll have to see. Yeah, Tua's. yeah. Maybe we'll be seeing him there at Rutgers. We both know that's going to be a W. Uh, Indiana at home. I'm I'm feeling like that's a, a dub too. Are you? I am. Those those Indiana games always make you sweat, but but it's going to be a win. All right. Well, I have two losses. You just have one, and that gets us to November 28th down at the Horseshoe against Ohio State. Wolverine, Steve, how do you see that one? Here's my problem. After 2018, I, I don't think I can ever pick Michigan to win that game again until it happens. So I will have to pick that as an L. Yeah, me too. But you got a 10-win season. I've got a 9-win season. Not so bad. That's just our first look. We can always uh, change that, but not so bad. And, you know, for for somebody who is looking through optimistic uh, uh, glasses, as you said, you know, I I can see a a 10-win season. How about the the questions I have today that I'm asking everybody? The first one, do you think 9-7 and is good enough for the Lions? Um, no, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. If, if, if it gets them in the playoffs, then I think it's good enough for, you know, Patricia to, to last another year and stuff. But look, we watched the lions enough over the years, nine and seven, seven and nine, you know, it's just, that seems to be the top of the mountain. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, how about baseball? Speaking of sad, the impasse right now, will there be an MLB season? I think there will be. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. There's so much infighting, and it, it's hard to hard to picture it. But I bet I, I think they'll end up settling on something where they do like a 60 game season and start in August, or you know, I don't know. But I think it'll be something. Oh, I would hate a 60 game season starting in August. But I do agree <laughs> ultimately uh, that there will be a season. I just uh, until that point, I'm I've, I'm I'm not living day by day, you know, going on one side or the other and, and trying to negotiate you know, here in the media or whatever else. I'm just going to say yes. And then when it doesn't happen, I'm going to be all over them at that point. That's how I'm going to go after it. Well, well, uh, Wolverine, Steve, what about the, uh, the news this week? This is something that um, over this weekend here in the last days of May, that is uh, the top of everybody's mind. And that's the, the death of, of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Uh, what's this week been like for you? How much of this have you watched? What do you think of it? So I think like, like virtually everybody, I find it, you know, obviously a tragedy, um, been on social media a lot. And, and, um, you know, I have a, I have a lot of friends that are not white and just having discussions and, um, it's been, it's been eye opening. It's been a tough week for America in general. I think just witnessing, um, you know, that, that murder and then the aftermath and now with all the riots and it's just a, you know, it's, it's a very, very tough time. Yeah, you know, I feel you there. If you're not hurting with this one, you know, you got to put a question mark like, why Why wouldn't you be? I just wonder as uh, we, we get into June and maybe we, you know, things open up, is this going to be something like Ferguson a couple of years ago where, yeah, it was top of mind and we talked about, yeah, let's let's get more police training. Let's uh, let's look at psychological evaluations. Let's let's talk about the underprivileged in America. We talk about it for a couple of days, maybe a week, but then. But then we don't talk about it, and then you know it's you know it's it's out of it's out of sight for for many of us, and then it's like we just wait to the next one. It, well, we don't wait for the next one, but then the next one just comes around, and we kind of feel like we're we're right back to you know where we started. That that's I'm hoping we don't have uh, you know that cycle you know this time. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. maybe it maybe. Maybe we can find something that can then can come of this where it does, instead of being divided, it can bring us together. But, well, hey, Wolverine Steve, you know, this, uh, this, this flew by. It was great to have you on here. Uh, I know, you know you're, a, you're a podcaster yourself. I, I've seen the pictures out there at busy restaurants, and we also hope that one day, you know, we, we see you at a, as a busy restaurant behind a mic and, you know, talking Michigan football. Well, I appreciate it, Dennis. I really, uh, really touched you asked me on and uh, enjoyed it. And, um, you know, hopefully we can do it again. I'm right with you on that. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. See ya. There he is, Wolverine Steve in Pinckney. So we've been to River Rouge. We have been to Pinckney. 
And now we are heading to Detroit and we are going to talk with Keith. Keith in Detroit. Need to answer the bell here. Or the phone. We'll see how that goes. Keith? Yeah. Hey, it's it's Dennis Fithian. How are you? Pretty good, Dennis. How are you? I just thought I'd beat you to the bunch, bunch with a good afternoon. I love when you say it. Well, good afternoon. And, and Keith, I, I thought that this was you, but I had to hear your voice, you know, for the confirmation. And it is a is a very familiar voice. And now, yep. you know, I have a, a flush of, uh, you know, a rush of memories coming back. And, uh, yeah, it's great to talk with you. It's, it's It seems like it's been a few years. Yeah, man. I, you know, I love you, man. You know, you're my favorite. You and I can say Sean Belize and the two of you guys I love. And I just stopped calling them because Pat always would cut me off and I just got fed up with that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then they limit you to one call a week and I couldn't decide when to call. And it's just like, uh because Dennis, you're my favorite, man. It's a shame, man. You really should still be on the radio. It's just, you're, you're the best. I don't get it. I don't get well, out of this world. Well, it's nice of you to say maybe one day uh, I'll be back in there. My plans are to do that. So, you know, that that's still available. And hopefully uh, over the next couple months, you know, that, that happens. Uh, or I'm a, I'm a podcaster and, and yeah. that works. So there's a, there's a couple different avenues to go. Uh, I'm working them. I'm working them to see if I can get there. I'm glad to see it, man. I see you busy. I see the YouTube thing and I've been listening to that and hey, you know, it's kind of cool. You can go back and look at things when they're recorded. So maybe that is the new way of kind of doing things. And you're the best, man. I'm just glad to see you on your on your feet. Well, we'll see. We'll see if I'm able to stay there. Let, let's. Uh, we've got a lot of different things to talk about. I, I know you are somebody that keeps a a close eye on the Detroit Lions here. And Matt Patricia's first two years, they couldn't have gone any worse than they than they have here. And I'm asking everybody if they think nine and seven is good enough, which is a real, it, it almost seems like a trick question. You know, when, when you, you go over to, to Bob Quinn, when he let Jim Caldwell go and, you know, he said nine and seven isn't good enough, but you know, you could make a case that nine and seven could be good enough this year. And somewhere Jim Caldwell would be kicking the wall saying, Oh, now nine and seven is good enough. Right. Right. And you know, like you said, I haven't talked in a while, but I still follow the lions. I, I just, I kind of hate them. I, I, I kind of just hate, what they've given the city, you know, it's just amazing. I, I think they must be cursed, man. To be at this, you know, I've been a fan, you know, I was telling you, I'm like 55. So I've been a fan for like whatever, 40, 45 years. And, you know, most teams go through their ups and downs, right? You're good for a period of time, then you're bad, then you get a good draft pick and you get a franchise player. All we've seen in the Lions has just been mediocrity and, and like just bad and a couple of, you know, great seasons where you had the 12 and 4 season. And, and other than Barry and Calvin, man, what what have the Lions given the fans other than one of the worst franchises in sports history? And when I say that, people are like, oh, you're just a hater. But I tell you, Dennis, I gave up when they lost to Dallas with Calvin Johnson uh, uh, playing and healthy. I, after they lost that game, I, I was like, why am I still cheering? I, <laughs> they're just not going to win, uh, Dennis. I mean, I don't see it. And I'll tell you what. After, seven, yeah. yeah, after that, that playoff year, in Dallas, that was 2014, and you know there's the, the the two rough calls, Des Bryant being on the field, the face guarding. I mean, those are such miserable calls, and you know you have to overcome those. And they did have the ball with over two minutes to go, with some timeouts, and with an opportunity to win that game, and they didn't. But you know, to me, it was the following season. They just lost to Dominican Sue and replaced him with Haloti Nada. I remember picking the 2015 season that the Lions were going to win the NFC North for the first time in 25 years, and by game two. I had to reverse that uh, prediction, and they ended up, you know, going one and seven, and it just all came crashing down that fast. Talk about not being able to enjoy a prediction, saying, "Oh yeah, all summer people are like, they got a really <laughs> tough schedule at the beginning of the season." I'm like, "Yeah, they got a pretty good defense though, too." You know, I'm arguing with everybody, and and then it was over. I knew by week two, and I, I, that's the last time yep. I, I picked them to to win the division, but. Yeah, it's it's always one thing. I I go back to that that uh, that Eddie Murray kick, you know, back against the 49ers Uh-oh. early in the eighties. We just have never yeah. we've what, never what been able been. to never been able to get through. Even when they beat the Cowboys, you know, they were a fifteen point underdog against the Redskins. It was kind of like you knew that was a Super Bowl. There was 
You know, the, mm-hmm. and, and you know they they did they got routed in that game. So, yeah, it's yep. I, I feel I mean, you. I feel you. Well, I mean, and just like you said, 2014. That defense was one of the best defenses we've ever seen as a Lions fan. Right? They were like top five in a lot of categories. And you figure the next year just ensue. You thought they would still be good, but I tell you, Dennis, I think as much as you know, Matt Stafford is kind of you know back and forth. You know, people are like more against them. I just don't think he was a guy, man. And I think they messed up not drafting Tua. And my brother doesn't think he's going to be a star, but I think Tua is going to be a star. And you could have drafted him. I mean, look what Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's still their guy. And he's like, you know, three or four years older than Stafford. But they drafted their quarterback of the future getting uh, love. And they don't care what uh, Rodgers thinks about it. And, I mean, you could still have a team and still have a guy, but – that's typical Lions, right? The owner comes out saying if you're at least in competition for a playoff spot, you know, the guys can keep their jobs, the coach and general manager. It was like one of the worst things to do that set the whole draft. You know, we find out later Miami knew the Lions weren't taking Tua or – I mean, the Lions are coming out saying, we love Stafford, we love Stafford. What kind of organization does that before draft? You're trying to keep all your, you know, <laughs> things under the vest and, and not let teams know what you're going to do. They're trying to be mysterious, but I tell you, Dennis, it's just one thing after another. The things that the Lions, you know, messed up, and I, I don't see them getting to nine and seven. I, I think they might win. I said last year I thought they'd win six games, and they surprised me only winning three. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to come close to nine and seven. Do you? Well, I had them winning six games, I think, last year as well. Five, and then I bumped it up to six at the end, which was a mistake. But my, my first uh, – at first blush when the schedule came out, I, I, I actually did pick them to go nine and seven. But you know what? I've, I've had them in the offseason with a, with a positive record before, and then I've watched them, and then I've downgraded them. So we'll see. Like, if there there is a preseason and they go out there – like, there's been some atrocious – like, the first year Patricia – his pre- first preseason, I was like, "Oh my, this is uh, this, this is obvious. Like this team, this team could care less, you know, about this coach." There have been other years where I saw, yep. you know, Stephen Jackson and the Rams like blowing them out. And the, I, oh, I remember, remember that. Yeah, I remember a game against the the Ravens in the preseason within the last fifteen years that I had to drop them down, saying, "You know, this team just has no heart." So uh, at, at this point, right now, I have them at nine wins. But you know what the I gave him a what? You have a nine? Yeah, I do. You do? I do. Like right now, yeah, you're falling for that again. I can't believe you're, you're. Oh my god! I can't wait to talk to you later. Well, hopefully just, we have a football season, right? Well, hopefully, and and let let's see what happens. And you know, last year I had them losing their first five games, but then the Cardinals looked so bad in the preseason. I thought they were going to win that game, and you know, the Chargers were uh, decimated with injuries. So I picked the Lions to win that game. So things can change, but as it sits right now. I have nine and nine and seven, but to your point on Tua, I was a truther the entire time, but it always came yep. with a caveat that I needed to see him run. I needed him to go through the 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 complete uh, you know battery of tests and, and throwing the football, and I didn't get that. I just saw snapshots of a highlight video, and he didn't run. And I know it was the pandemic, and there was no pro day. I mean, I love the kid's talent, and if the Lions would have been able to get a look at him and he would have been able to run, I would have been all for drafting him. And Martha Ford screwed up by sending that letter out there about being in playoff competition, and it would have been really easy for Bob Quinn on that last day of the season to go to Matt Stafford and say, look, you're our guy, but over this next month or two leading up to the draft, we're going to do nothing but talk about drafting your replacement and put everything out there. Just know we're doing this just to get an extra pick. And so, Matt, you know, tell your wife that, you know, you're going to see a lot of this. It's all a ruse to get an extra pick. Instead, (laughs) they went out there like we love Matt Stafford. You know, everybody knew they they weren't going for two. So they were they were trapped at three, which is, you know, just like the Giants. They were trapped at four. They tried. Dave Gettleman like mm-hmm. a week before, like, yeah, we really like Herbert. I was like, come on, it's a little too late for that. So yeah, right. they, they blew that part. They blew that part, but I get not at the end taking two. I like, I couldn't have done it either. So you I, wouldn't have done. Oh, I would have done it. I, I would have just gambled. And I, I think the guy is probably heck. You don't plan this year. I mean, I, I know he's got the Bo Jackson injury, but like you said, talented, but. Why is it so obvious for you and I to say that's what you should do? Just throw it out there like, hey, we're going to draft Tua, talk to Stafford behind the scenes, 
why are they not smart enough to do something like that? That to me, that's when I look at a GM and the coach. I don't like either one of those guys. I thought they should have been fired two years ago. I mean, I, you know, drafting that cheese Tabor, that that was an obvious like bad pick, right? He, he made some obvious the blunders. Snail. Yeah. Huh? The snail. The, <laughs> is that his nickname? That, yeah, that was that was his nickname. <laughs> now, He's like a four eight forty. Let's draft a second round corner that runs a four seven four eight forty. How, how can you even think to do that? He, he hasn't really done well doing uh, any picks. I mean, he's got Galladay, but other than that, man, some of those things they're just misses or okay uh, things. Now, did you see Jerry Davis's uh, transformation? Have you seen that? No. What he looks like now? No, he looked good. Oh man, I'll have to send you this article. He he did some special training. I sent it to my brother a couple of days ago. He lost, or I can't think of if he gained seventeen. He looks like a, a physical freak, man. He, and he was always, you know, pretty good shape. But now he looks like superhuman. Mm. I mean, muscles everywhere, eight pack. Just yeah, you should see it. So, I mean, I didn't. I thought they should have taken the linebacker out of Alabama. High. Uh, whatever the guy who always in trouble, but yeah, I don't too. know. Maybe Jared Davis can turn it around, but I, like I said, Dennis, I just don't have any faith in the Lions. And that defense was one of the worst defenses ever last year. And what did they do in this draft? I mean, they did take a good corner. I like him, even though they should have taken Tua. And I like the third round pick, um, but they didn't draft enough defense. Like in the middle of the round, I would have loaded up on defense, wouldn't you, for this? draft because their defense is so bad well they still do have this, bring they, it more they still do have maybe they'll bring Davian Clowney I know that's a big name but they've, right. they've got a lot of cap room so they could still plug a, a name or two even a big name like Clowney in there like it, so I mean there's the possibility that that could happen but would you spend that much money would you have two defensive ends because you got flowers so then you'd have two guys taking up maybe 20 percent of your cap because they have to pay them a lot of money right yeah, I, I would I would get Clowney myself, but you know I, you know he's he's a great he's potentially a great player. He hasn't been great, but he's he's got right. that kind of potential. Heck, maybe Jared Davis he would does. be a defensive end because he's not that good in in pass coverage. So maybe that's what what he was thinking. Well, I've I've got two questions. I also want to get to you, Keith, and uh, I want to yeah. get your perspective on one is I don't uh, get talk too much, uh, Dennis. Sorry, I told you I'll just keep talking. I like it. No, that's what it's for, man. Like I, I look down and I say, "Oh, we're gonna go 15 minutes," and 12 minutes goes by uh, pretty fast. So uh, I like it. Well, the baseball season—you don't have to spend much time on it. You can just give me a yes or, or no if you if you want. Do you think there's going to be a season this year? I don't know, man. I think this whole pandemic—it's—you it, know—we're opening up things everywhere, you know, like stores and restaurants. But man, without a vaccine, I, it just seems so scary that we're going to go through this whole scariness again and we're going to shut down things and to have a sport to monitor these players and test them what every day or i don't i don't know how it's going to work but i mean i like to see sports i've missed sports even though all our teams right now kind of you know suck but um <laughs> yes they do i mean it's like i seen a tiger season i wasn't looking forward to it anyway you know i wasn't looking forward to the pistons coming back but yeah, I, I hope everything try. You know, we get some kind of solution to our, you know, a vaccine or something. Something's got to change, right? We, God, we just can't go on like this. But I don't know what the answer is. But I, I hope sports at least gives us a release, and we get some kind of whether they all play in Florida or whatever the the plans are to try to do. But I think they're going to try to bring sports back, all of them. You know, some different whatever format of it. Yeah, I hear you about Detroit sports, man. You said it right, man. Our, our teams all suck, so what does it really matter? I, I hear you on that. Well, the the final thing here is uh, it's been a it's been a tough week for America here with the the death of George Floyd. Uh, I saw the Atlanta mayor, name's Keisha Lance uh, Bottoms, last night. I just saw it was actually a, it was a video that people were putting up on Twitter and, and she was hurting so much and an impassioned speech there. And it was really gripping here. I just want to know what you thought of, uh, of the death of George Floyd and, and, and what, what it made you think of this week. Yeah, that nothing's changing, you know, as much as we like to hope things change. And I mean, how many stories like this have we seen, especially with the way social media is and everyone's got a smartphone where you can capture these things. I mean, we've seen story after story year after year, and the one thing I just don't understand is some of these policemen, you know, just watching that video, all four of those guys 
were like guilty, you know, like how can you sit there? To me, it doesn't matter what the person's done. If you're a cop and you're arresting the guy, if there's four of you and you pat the guy down and he doesn't have any weapon on him, why are you thinking you need to hold someone down like that? Even if he mouthed off at you or what, you're mad at him. So now you're going to possibly, you know, and obviously, you know, he died. I, I just don't get why you're using that kind of physical abuse. And the guy is screaming for his mom and just, I mean, it was awful, Dennis. I watched the video yesterday. Yeah. That's just like, I just don't understand how these, and some of these guys, I guess one guy has got, you know, different complaints against him. We keep the same story. A lot of these cops are probably shouldn't even be cops. And this is just the stuff we know about. These stories get, you know, produced like this and we see it on social media. I mean, you wonder how many just are out there. Like, what kind of protocol is it for when you get a complaint against a cop that he can still be a cop even after investigation after investigation? I, that's why a lot of people, and I'm black, Dennis, and I, and I was telling you, um, it's the same thing. You know, we see the cops, and I don't necessarily fear for my life, but I do think of situations like this and in the past, and you try to be respectful and, you know, heck, if you're trying to get out a ticket or whatever, you're trying to be nice and get out of it. But you got some kids and just some people that, talk back, but it still doesn't give the cops the right to do what they're doing, obviously. And it, it, I don't know how that's going to change either, because as much as we preach, I mean, we had the last incident, and all the sports players were, you know, trying to come out, and I remember LeBron and some of the guys, and that all is, like, nice, and all of a sudden it dies down, but I don't think there's any way to change the character of a man, and they, we are who we are, and I don't know how they're you know, really monitoring those policemen, but a lot of them are just so bad. I mean, we're seeing it in, in cases like this. I, I, I just feel it's not going to get any better, and I, I feel sad about that. Yeah, I just feel like, uh, and you mentioned the sports stars, like things after a month, you know, then it starts becoming like, oh, these guys are woke. And like, no, they're they're continuing to try to shine light on a situation that that they feel very strongly about. And can we, as we get into June, we get into the summer here, is this something where, you know, George Floyd is just going to, you know, fade into the in, into the distance and people aren't going to talk about it or something going to be able to come of it? Uh, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen. And uh, I appreciate yep. your, and I appreciate then we got your our, thoughts on it. Yeah, I was going to say, then we got our idiot president that doesn't make it any better. I mean, it, it, you know, that's part of the reason why we, you know, I'm not going to make it all political, but he, he made some comments again. That's just not, he's not presidential, obviously the things he says, but to, to make things better, it, it would be great if we had a better president. Well, the divide with, uh, with race at times, it seems like uh, we make, uh, we've made a lot of strides wealth. I'm not sure politics. I'm certainly, uh, not, uh, there's a greater divide than there's ever been just like wealth, but Hey, uh, yeah. Keith, we're going to have to do this again, man. Uh, it's easy to do 15 minutes talking with you. Yeah, I, I knew I could talk to you forever, man. So, like I said, you are one of my favorite men. I wish you the best, and it just makes no sense that you're not fielding calls on the radio live so we could talk to you because you do the best out of anyone, man. I've always said that, and you know that. Hey, well, I appreciate the kind words, and, and uh, I'm working towards that. We'll see what happens. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and taking some time today. Yep, no, thank you, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, I did too. Take care, Keith. See ya. There he is, Keith in Detroit. Joining us here from Detroit, we will go to, I'm, I'm doing this fast, like I said, not that fast, to Livonia. Livonia, Michigan. Is there another Livonia? Bart, Bart in Livonia. Hey, Dennis. How you doing, sir? <laughs> not bad, Bart. How are you today? You know, it, uh, very, very uh, nice weather here like uh, we had those that heat wave felt like kind of like uh, august and now man just pleasant nice 70 degrees easy breezy beautiful oh it is it's a perfect day today it is definitely that i'll tell you um the weather's been fantastic getting some yard work done some other things around the house just getting ready to enjoy the weekend you know yeah what else is going on this week uh do anything else anything anything big going on in bart lavonia's life I know uh, I might be closing on some property that we bought to uh, some uh, family members and I, myself, so um, up in Elmira, and we're planning on getting our closing at the end of the week and 
have a little cottage and a little hunting camp and you know, that's about it. But uh you know, as far as uh sports there's really not a whole lot we uh we got going on and I know you and I always talk sports and um there's some different things I think that uh, that are going on, at least for our colleges here and I know you had uh, somebody on from the Wolverine and uh, Steve Wolverine and you know I'm a I'm a diehard Spartan and uh, I think uh, Mel Tucker's done a pretty darn good job uh, up to this point. I think uh, his recruiting class right now is uh, ranked I think 20th uh, nationally for 2021 and uh, he's bringing in some good recruits that's for sure. Well, one thing he he definitely knows how to get out there online and and fire people up. Like he's somebody that that's taken to social media, and you know you, you do see that. You know, I, I just wonder about the quarterback position. You know, heading yep. into this season, if there's going to be a season, I, I you're right. Had Wolverine Steve on earlier, and we went through the schedule, and I, I'm looking at Michigan State's right here. Like they they start out against Northwestern, but I feel really strong about them winning that game. I, not really going to BYU. I, I don't feel really strong about them going there. You know, they bring in the U uh, to play right. my to play Miami. Just this uh, this non conference slate. Uh, talking about Miami coming up, the Hurricanes, and then yeah. having to go to yeah. BYU. That that's a tough non conference slate here for Mel Tucker in his first year. Well, it is for sure, and I think, like you said, but. He's got to try and bring in his own recruits, like you you were stating. You know, I mean, the quarterback position, and you know it as well as I do, uh, Michigan's had the same turmoil over the last, what, uh, six years that Jim Harbaugh's been there. He really hasn't had his quarterback, brought in recruits, thought they were going to be spectacular, and, you know, they, they, they haven't been as good as what you had hoped. So, um yeah, we could be in the same boat as Michigan was uh, over this this little next little time period for sure. Um, until he gets his guy that he wants, I know there's a couple guys in the portal that uh, you know. Hopefully, uh, Mel can get this way to come over to Michigan State side, and we'll see what happens. That's right. Hit the portal. Like it doesn't have to be Theo Day. It doesn't have to be Rocky Lombardi or anybody else. It could be somebody that just hits the portal for for one year, and then things would be things would be looking up. Well, I know by just listening to your voice, Mark, remembering uh, over the years you're calling, you're a big hockey guy as well. And we know that the steps have been made to to have a 24-team playoff here. We know the Red Wings aren't yeah. going to be involved in that. But I did see the news <laughs> this week where, where Steve Eisenman indicated that uh, he wasn't going to make a move on Steve Blashill right now. And, and you know, for me, I, I liked the decision – when I heard it for a number of reasons, one is that it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion, uh, conclusion that Blasio was going to be out and Gerard Gallant was going to come in here. And yeah. just like last year in the draft, most cider, that did not look like the, the foregone conclusion that, you know, he was going to be the best player and Steve Eisenman should just pick him. It, it kind of came out of the blue in a lot of ways to me that Eisenman made that pick. And so my point here is Eisenman's doing things, that are not by the book or not by the computer. He's, he's making right. these moves and, and, and because he's had success and he, you're making unconventional moves, it feels like, Hey, Steve Eisenman knows what he's doing. He's not doing what just everybody, you know, would do, you know, kind of the, the popular uh, approach where, you know, people are saying, yeah, I like this. And I like that. And he's, he's going the other way, which, you know, could. Well, he kind of did the same thing in uh, Tampa Bay, if you recall. And I think that, uh, you know, he definitely knows, you know, hockey. We we both know that. And he knows how to run a great franchise. He's built, he built a great thing over there in Tampa Bay. So anything that I feel that he feels that is the right step to build, you know, the Red Wings again and build this organization and make it stronger than it, it was or as strong as when he was playing here, I think I would, I would fall in line with you on that for sure, uh, you know. He's definitely somebody that knows more than the average Joe, right? Yeah, more than the uh, the average Steve, Steve Eisenman. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> I think that he's, uh, you know, everybody gets they don't get free passes, but you you get your time and just seeing what he's doing. The the unconventional part where, 
uh, it doesn't seem like he's playing it by the book. Uh, I can appreciate that. Now, now Matt Patricia has not been a guy who's been doing it by the book either, and we've seen through the first two years it's been a disaster there. But I, I do appreciate it. Like, Patricia is going out with his defense like, no, I'm not going to be aggressive and get pressure on the quarterback, which is the name of the game. I'm going to drop right. guys in coverage, and I'm just going to get pressure with three men. Now, everybody looks at that and says, that's not football. That's not how you do it now. Uh, you know, but if if he has success in the, in the first couple games of the year last year, like uh, the approach that he had against uh, Patrick Mahomes, like I remember Rodney Harrison on on uh, Sunday Night Football, the the show that they have. He's like Matt Patricia is showing the whole league the blueprint against Patrick Mahomes, man coverage, yeah. pressure up the middle, and I was like, wow. Okay, you know, now then the Lions, you know, they lost Stafford, and the defense ended up being the second worst. In the entire league. So, you know, you forget about all that. And, you know, Matt Patricia, you know, zigging while everybody else is zagging. You know, if it doesn't work, you end up looking like a buffoon. No, true. Very true. And that could very well happen, right? I mean, uh, I I don't know. I I anticipate the Lions to be, you know, myself. I don't see them having a very good, successful season. Uh, If they go, you know, my thought is they're probably going to win five games this year, Dennis. And wow. that's, that's, you know, maybe seven. If, uh, if, if Stafford can stay healthy the entire year, I mean, I don't know what your projection is or what you're thinking, but uh, I just don't see, you know, the talent level they brought in is a little bit better, you know, but they also lost a lot of talent. And, and you know, Darius Slay is the best player they had and they lost him. So, um, on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I can't think that their defense is going to be any better than it was last year. So nine and would nine and seven be good enough for you? No, I think you have to turn the organization over. They were nine. What, what, weren't they nine and seven with Caldwell? Yeah, that wasn't good enough. Right. Right. So uh, he was supposed to turn this uh, organization around, and the team was supposedly better than a nine and seven team. When he brought Patricia in, you know, that's what he said on the microphone, straight up. So, no, 9-7 and seven is not good enough. Uh, making the playoffs and getting into the second round is good enough. But yeah. other than that, no, I don't think it's good enough. Unless he wins a playoff game and makes it to the second round of the playoffs, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring Patricia back. Wow. That's me. High bar from uh, Bart in Livonia. How about uh, baseball here in 2020? You think they're coming back? You're going to think there's going to be a season? You know what, Dennis? I, 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 the way that things have kind of unfolded, I don't see it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think baseball is going to shoot itself in the foot. And, um, you know, they're, they're not drawing like they were, you know, 30 years ago, where they have the uh, ambition to, you know, of, of the young younger generation. And I think that baseball is kind of an older older generational sport. Um, at least here, you know, where, where we live, we don't get to see it all year round. So I can't say that, you know, in Texas or other places that, uh, you know, here in the United States that, that are able to play baseball all year round, how their thought, thought process is on it. But the way that the players are, are talking and, you know, these owners are, even, you know, holding out, they said they would pay him half the salary, and now they're saying that that's not good enough. And I think that that's a, kind of a black eye for, for baseball. I mean, how do you tell somebody, I'm going to cut your salary in half, and then say, well, the deal we made was, yeah, I'll, I'll take half your salary. Oh, but that's not good enough. We need to take more of your money. Yeah, now that we found out that there's going to be no fans. You know, the one thing, <laughs> and, and everybody's been very pessimistic about them coming back, uh, today, everybody's been on, and I'm pessimistic myself, although I, I do think in the end that there's going to be a season. And then if there's not, you know, that's when I'll freak out and go after them. But I do know this because we're here in Detroit, and they lost 98 games back-to-back seasons two and three years ago and 114 last year. It's not like we're sitting here thinking, oh, man, if there was a season. Like, I, w- I would love to, you know, listen and watch Tiger Baseball and, and the rest of Major League Baseball, but – you know, the, the the Tigers, they're not going to be any good this year, so there's a part of it around here. It's kind of like, eh, they come back, they come back. If they don't, you know, screw them. Yeah, that's true, 100%. And I'm kind of in that that ballpark, you know, right now. I, I think that that's the way I feel about it. Um, you know, it, it'd be nice to just see some sports, 
for sure. You know what I mean? I think yes. if, uh, if hockey can work itself out to where we have just a, a hockey playoff, that, that would be awesome. I'm definitely missing that right now in this time of year. You know, it's usually the best time for watching the NHL right now. No, no doubt. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball season, all of that. Yeah, we don't yeah. have it. Well, this has been a it's been a sad week, uh, a, a hurtful week here for our country. Bart, I've been asking everybody about the uh, the death of George Floyd. If you had any thoughts about uh, just what you have seen this week, and you know, just what you're thinking about it. Uh, Dennis, I feel awful for the family and for George Floyd. You know, the the honor of George Floyd. I I, I feel that you know. It's terrible, the whole situation, and, and the police officers that were involved with it, they all need to be prosecuted and arrested and put in jail for, you know, until until justice does its thing. And um, the, the thing I just have a hard time with is all the rioting and looting and all the things that are happening around. I just don't think that that, that is in honor of Mr. Floyd. You know, I, I understand that there's resentment out there and people are angry and I, I just, that's my own personal belief. I don't think that it, it should be allowed. Like, <laughs> none of these people are going to be charged that are stealing and smashing up the registers at Target. <laughs> they no. got them on video, but nobody's going to be charged. It's like, it's just, it's kind of uh, alarming how anarchy is just almost allowed at that time. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, it tells you a lot of things. Nobody's going to sit here and say, yeah, you know, looting's the answer, but uh, there's a point when. You know, all of us, you know, if you're just going to say wait for the legal system or, you know, have peaceful protests, which sounds like, you know, the right things to say. But we've seen too many of these things play out too many times where there doesn't seem to be justice. And a lot of times, you know, there's not even charges in situations like this. And that just shows people when they're exasperated. And, you know, some people, sure, are just looking for any reason to go out there and, and loot or whatever else. But, you know, there's a point where it's like this is seems like it's the only thing to that people are at their wit ends that they would go to this, uh, you know, they go to these extremes, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a rough time here in the United States and in 2020 pandemic, we've got, uh, riots and, and looting. So man, uh, uh, yeah, for what, sure, a, what a time, it's, it's man. A shame. The whole, the whole thing's a shame. The whole thing that I, I, the whole outcome of everything that's happened at that, at that point with, with the whole situation, it's just shameful. And, you know, hopefully it gets resolved and, um, justice will prevail. And if nothing else, it's like, it's like my thought process is, is, uh, yeah, you want justice here, you know, in, in the United States and you want to make sure that it gets taken care of. But eventually the man upstairs is the one that's going to have the justice. You know, I lost a nephew to a murder and, um, you know, I could have resentment towards, uh, the, you know, autism you know, the type of people that uh, shot and murdered him, but I don't hold resentment towards it. You know what I mean? I just realized that, you know, sooner or later, the man upstairs is the one that they're going to have to answer to. And, and that that's the way I look at it so that I don't hold ill will towards, a, 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 you know, a certain uh, specific type of person. That's all. I understand that approach. Well, hey, Bart, yeah. uh, I appreciate you you joining me here, answering all the questions, and, and talking about sports in a time when, you know, we haven't had sports in, in two and a half months. So maybe one day, well, we know, honestly, maybe one day we will. We, we will. Who knows uh, when it's going to be uh, popular around here or where it's going to be a, a team that we can really get behind. But, hey, man, uh, have a great weekend. Have a, a nice rest of your May. And, and thanks for joining me here on the, the podcast today. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. You have a great day. Of, of Kel there, watching different sports.
Thank you.